Rookie Fever, the show that looks closely at NFL rookie values all year long. The Rookie Fever Podcast. We just having fun and we working, baby. That's it, baby. And welcome to the Rookie Fever Podcast. I am Mike the Feverish Fanera, and I have yet another 2023 rookie player profile and special guest. He helped introduce you to Travis Etienne and Zamir White over the past two draft classes, and he's here with me again to introduce you to another intriguing running back in this year's class. He is writer and podcaster for the Dynasty Nerds podcast, Garrett Price. You can find him on Twitter at Dynasty Price. And tonight, right here on Rookie Fever, Garrett, how the hell are you? I'm doing great, man. How are you? Very good. Very good. I'm excited to, uh, to get into this profile. You ready to get into it? Hey, let's do it, man. Nice. Rookie Fevers. Rookie Player Profile Edition. All right, Garrett. So from the show title, besides your name obviously being there, the player's name will be there. But can you tell everybody who you chose, but more importantly, why? Yeah, so I chose Sean Tucker, uh, running back from Syracuse. Going to come in, you know, we haven't had the combine yet, so we don't know exactly what he's going to come in at, but somewhere around five foot 10, somewhere between 207 to 212, probably somewhere right around the 210 range, uh, is what we're looking at for Sean Tucker. Uh, he is, uh, he, he this was his third season this year. Yep. Most people know him for his second season and kind of became this Debbie darling after his second year, uh, put up 14, nearly 1500 yards. Uh, set the record for for rushing yards in a single season at Syracuse. Uh, monster campaign, average 6.1 yards a carry, 12 touchdowns, a lot of good stuff. Uh, this past year, still a good year. Uh, just not the crazy numbers that he had the year before. Uh, and a few less carries as well, but only put up 1,060 yards this season, 5.1 yards a carry, uh, 11 touchdowns there. So he, he also has a decent receiving profile. Uh, but he's not this, you know, somebody that we would consider like a third down back, a scat back, anything like that. Uh, but he does have a, a decent receiving profile. Uh, we saw 36 receptions out of him this year, 254 yards and two touchdowns. So the reason I picked Tucker, uh, and, and you're great about like checking in with us like two months ago, yeah. uh, and, and trying to like <laughs> get who we did, who, who we want to do. And by that point, I had only done, I think Bijan was the only player I had done just because so many people were asking, like, what's his nerd score going to be? Right. Um, and for those not familiar, nerd score is basically our, our tape score uh, on a player. It's it's myself and Jared Wackerly. We both watch them individually, and then we, are, are, we put our scores together to get the nerd score. And so uh, I had done my portion of him already. And, you know, everyone likes Bijan. Like, that's not a... It's not he's not exciting to talk about because <laughs> know, of that. Right? <laughs> like everybody likes him. Uh, so at the time, my running back three in the class was Sean Tucker. Mm. So I was like, that'll be a good one to talk about. You know, I, I know not everybody likes him. Not everybody is a huge fan, but there's some people that love him. And I, I was familiar with him from Devi circles and things like that. So I was excited to to talk about him. I spent a lot of time over the past few days watching him. And this is why we watch the tape, folks. Because 
I actually came away pretty disappointed uh, <laughs> when I watched him. Uh, I I knew that he had some good speed. He had a track background, uh, and I and I knew that he had good burst. And I had seen a little bit here and there of watching college football games and and highlights and things like that. But that's why I always emphasize you really need to spend time digging into the tape. And if you have access to small 22, even better. When I watched Sean Tucker, uh, I, I did notice some good traits. So we'll start with the positives. Uh, he, he does have good burst. Uh, so so one of his best attributes is going, you know, zero to 60. I think he's one of the better ones, not the best, but I think he's one of the better ones in the class. He, he's got a good, good burst, uh, good acceleration. I think he's got decent top end speed, not as fast as I would have thought for somebody with a track background. I I saw him get, you know, people, people would, would get the angle on him and catch up to him. So we're not talking about, you know, an elite, like, I don't think he's going to run, you know, a, a four, three, one or something, you know, blistering like that. Uh, but it, he does have good speed. The problem is he is for somebody that has good size he is not a physical back. Mm, uh, he is not going to be breaking tackles okay. uh, using power at all. Um, he, he can make some guys miss in the open field, but he doesn't have this huge array. It's it's the stutter step, or he's just going to try to outspeed you to, to the edges. And, and that's the problem. He does not really like contact, doesn't want to do a lot between the tackles. He wants to bounce things outside. And in the ACC, there's not as there's not as many talented defenses as there are in the big 10 or the sec. So he didn't have to go up against this amazing competition. And he had a pretty solid offensive line uh, specifically in his junior campaign. I think he does a decent job of recognizing the hole when it opens up. But like I mentioned, his desire to bounce it outside and try to make everything this big, long run. Mm -hmm. It's, it's concerning to me. So that's why it's hard to say that he has good vision because I keep seeing him do it. But I see him recognize the hole at the right time, so it's 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 a weird phenomena to me uh, with him. Like I said, acceleration is probably his best attribute, but there's nothing that's like that thing. He he was fine in the receiving game, uh, not a guy that like would split out, and we're, we're seeing some some good legitimate routes from a lot of checkdowns, screens, things like that is where he was getting most of his receptions. All in all, I'm sorry to say it, but. Not a Sean Tucker guy. It's funny. It's funny you say that. So I obviously went into the Dynasty Nerds film room, and uh, I'll let you talk about what that is in just a little bit. But uh, just a synopsis, uh, you can jump in and watch just Sean Tucker, just his plays, five to ten minutes. Um, NC State was on there, Louisville, Clemson, Boston College, Wake Forest, real easy, simple to watch. And the funny thing is, is I liked him a whole hell of a lot more on the outside runs than I did on the inside runs. And anytime he actually did something like you had said, like broke a tackle or like put his head down and got extra yards, it felt like, Ooh, there it is. Like it was like, it took a while to see a couple of those runs. Otherwise he was running into the line. He was getting one or two yards and he was falling down. And it was, it was disheartening. Um, after you see that production profile to watch these games and see, oh, well, that's how he got 100 yards this game. He had a 60-yard run on the outside. Like, right. that's how he got it. Because you watch play after play after play, and it's one yard, three yards, three yards, two yards. And it doesn't seem anything flashy. You don't see the speed. But if he 
gets to the outside, which you can you can tell it's like a magnet. He wants to go there. Um, I, I you you make me feel like I watched the tape right. <laughs> can you tell everybody about the Dynasty Nerds film room? I definitely want to plug that because, uh, you know, obviously, if you if you want to if you aren't already a, a member of DynastyNerds.com, you could sign up today and use code fever and save 15 percent and check out this film room for yourself. But Garrett, tell us a little bit about that film room. Yeah. I love it. Now, now I'm I'm biased. It, you know, it's. <laughs> I cut up a, a lot of tape. I'm, you know, one of the guys that, and we have several guys that do it. It's not just me. We have a lot of games on Shark Tucker. Yeah, you do. But we have more all 20, or we have more broadcast view than we all we do have all 22. So that was one of the things today I was in there and I was like, hey guys, we need more all 22 of, of Sean Tucker. We have mostly broadcast, <laughs> but we'll, you know, so, so that's nice. the nice part is you can, you can reach out to us. If there's a specific player you're looking for that we're, we're probably looking for him too. So, so we're trying to get <laughs> some more tape on all those guys, but I, I do, I love the film room. It's not just a, 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 you know, something we sell. It's something that we actively use, uh, for all of our prospect data. Yeah. I mean, the GM tool is, is, is obviously amazing, but um, I find myself using the filmer more than anything, especially this time of year. Like yep. it takes very little time to watch these games because of the cutups you guys do. And I think we, we listen to the podcasts and we try to get expert advice. We bring on somebody like Garrett so that you don't have to do the work yourself, but I'm telling you, like, this is kind of fun to do. It's not a lot of time. I, I wouldn't consider it work at all. I think they did the work once again, so that you can just kind of just watch with your own eyes. And I think it's amazing if you watch football long enough. And most of us who are just fanatics about fantasy football, watch football for a very long time and enjoy the game itself. You just get a feel. You might not be able to describe it the same way everyone describes it, but you do get a feel about players. And it's nice to have your own feeling. Then you can come on here and listen to Garrett and you can come on to rookie fever and listen to swags, talk about these players, but it's nice to just kind of get your own flavor and for sure. Nerds let you do that. It, they make it really, really simple. Uh, I shouldn't say simple. They make it easy to watch. Yeah, absolutely. It's, it, it is. I'm biased, but I, I think it's one of the best things we do. Well, let's talk a little bit. I know you touched on, on quite a bit about Sean Tucker, but I want to just ask you a couple of questions a little sure. bit, just his size and athletic profile, 510, 205. If we had to guess right now, again, you mentioned combine coming up. I want to talk about that. What combine numbers, and it sounds like speed might be one of them could help or hurt his draft stock yeah if he can get in the the four threes at all exactly i think i agree i I think you're going to be pretty happy with that because if you can get a guy that's around 210 pounds running in the four threes even if it's a four three nine you're looking pretty good um but even even at at the decent size that he has even a four four five is Mm -hmm. is fine uh, but, but I think if he can get into the four threes, which with a track background that those guys have a better shot at it, they tend to get off the blocks better. Yeah. They're already um, so, trained and, for it. You know. Exactly. And, and I think his burst is better than his top end speed. So I wouldn't be surprised if he even gets as low as, you know, a four, three, six, four, three, seven. Um, but I think as long as he's in the four threes, that is going to give him a nice little boost. Yeah. I'm on the same page. It's, it's even the high four threes, like just barely inside of those, I think it's just going to put him back on radars. He's supposed to be fast. So if yeah. he's not, that's going to like hurt twice, hurt. right? He's supposed to be fast. So yeah, you mentioned the drop off in year three 
it's it's a relative drop off, right? It's still a great season, like you said. Yeah. It's still over a thousand yards. He had, uh, and then he goes way up on the receptions with thirty seven of those. It's still a good season, but he was on the radar in twenty one to be like a first round NFL pick at one point. So he just fell from a very high ceiling mm-hmm. to where he is now. And I'm just curious, where is he for you? Even if you just give me a range. I know you said he's not your RB3 anymore, but w- it, it gets muddy around there anyway, right? Like it gets it gets pretty muddy after the first three, let's say. So where is he approximately in your RB rankings just today? And I know you have a lot to do. Yeah, yeah. I still have some guys to give scores to that I'm pretty sure are going to end up above him. Biggs B, Evans, I haven't done yet. Pretty sure those guys are going to end up above him. A-Chain's another one that I think has a decent shot, Roshan Johnson. So we're probably looking at round RB8, RB9, mm-hmm. probably somewhere in that range for me. So let's talk about a landing spot I found on NFL com- NFL.com posted just yesterday. Chad Reuter had him going in the third. Very okay. nice. 93 yeah, overall okay. to the Carolina Panthers. It'd be a really good spot. Um, it's it's funny that that's where they have him going, uh, because there's some similarities between him and Chuba Hubbard. You know, mm. more of these you know speed guys. So that's a that's an interesting landing spot. I I think that would be a nice little boost if he goes in the third. I think that's fair range for him. Um, I think he's going to end up in the fourth, but I think yeah. that's fair range for him. And yeah, I, I'd say that it's a team that needs a running back because yep. Chuba has been fine, but nothing special. Uh, Foreman's there right now. We'll see if he's back in Carolina or not. So the, it's a team that needs a running back and and he, he could do some good things there. Is there any other landing spot? Have you given that any thought where like you think he would he would kind of like go up on your board a little bit from eight and jump up a little bit more because that's just a damn good landing spot? I think two of the best spots in football right now is is one, if the Kansas City Chiefs draft a running back with any sort of draft capital, everybody's going to be excited. Although they've they have shown ever since Kareem Hunt more of a propensity to use a committee. Yeah, uh, it might just be because they haven't found a guy they love, mm-hmm. but but we'll see in that. Um, so that would obviously be a decent one. His his speed and acceleration would be a beautiful fit. Uh, for McDaniel down in in Miami, uh, that outside zone that he runs, you look at guys like Mostert, just absolutely feast with it. So I think he would be more in that mold, and I think he would do really really well there. Yeah, I I, I totally agree with the Miami one. I don't know how I feel about the Kansas City one for all the reasons that you did. You're like I really like it, but then there's other reasons I don't like it. Yeah. Miami just feels like a lock. Um, but then there's a lot of running backs that I would probably like more if they land in Miami. But sure. I, I like that you you explained why uh, the speed in particular, and yeah. we saw that with Mostert. So that's that makes a lot of sense. Uh, ceiling and floor. What do you what do you, how good can Sean Tucker be? Let's start there. I'm not sure that we're ever going to see Sean Tucker as a true workhorse lead back, which to be fair is commonplace now. Like in every class, you might have a guy or two that can do that. Um, There's not too many of those guys anymore uh, just with how the NFL is trending. But I think he could be the lead back uh, of a committee getting 
fifty percent of the work, you know, and then the other guy gets the behind him gets thirty percent, and then twenty percent to whoever else is mixed in, um, you know. So I, I think I think that's something we could see. I think we could see him as a guy that puts up, you know, seven fifty eight hundred yards on the ground and another you know three hundred or so through the air. Like I think I think that would be if if he ended up doing that, I think you'd be very very happy uh, with Sean Tucker. I think floor is he just doesn't have enough oomph. He doesn't have enough power. He, he tries to bounce it outside too much, and he's a depth guy in the NFL. Yeah, it's funny. You you made me think of something I wanted to bring up at the top of the show, that that production in year three has been blamed on his pass pro, um, mm-hmm. which you don't hear a lot in college because running backs don't do a lot of it. But the the apparently – the reason he was getting less carries was they had to pull him out on third down. He's in, not good in pass protection in at all. college, man. Yeah. You know what I mean? So that's scary to me that I don't hear pass pro brought up in college much. We have to like kind of dig to see if they're like willing to do it. And it sounds like it's a, it's a knock. And yes. which means like, this isn't something you can recover in a combine. This isn't something you can recover. Like if it's out there, and that's what we know about his profile. NFL teams know it too. So they're going to have to either believe that they can coach him out of it or they're already considering him, um, you know, an RB2 on their own team. And now we're looking at, you know, maybe less than 50%, yeah. um, which starts to put him like further down where you have him. I think that eight range, that eight or nine range. I wanted to like Sean Tucker too. I saw him. A couple times, and maybe it's because of his 21 season, to be honest, drafted um, by the Eagles in one I liked a ton. Like there were there was a couple landing spots where I saw Tucker going where in these mocks, which are way too early, and we all know it, but it's all we have right now. Just got me liking Sean Tucker because I'm like, oh, my God, all these NFL guys have Sean Tucker going to these juicy landing spots and and he can catch the ball. I think he has decent hands, but you're right. Not he's not like a, a route runner. Yeah. But 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 then the more you dig in, the more you go into nerds film room, the more you sit down and talk to to Garrett Price, the I think the less you you, you love him and you kind of just are yeah. like he's going to need some stuff to happen. I think at and, this point and it breaks my heart because he seems like a great kid. Um, you know, his his like Twitter updates after every game that he does, I think, are awesome. Um, he evaluates his performance and stuff like that. Like, you know, by all accounts, seems like a good dude, but. You know, at the end of the day, we're we're trying to get points and, and they don't yeah. get points by being nice. So speaking of his Twitter updates, you said that you had a, a tweet go out today that uh, that I, sh- I I missed. I, what's this yeah. tweet? Yeah, basically, I said uh, <laughs> I, I said, well, folks, this is this is why we watch the tape. I really <laughs> thought I was going to like Tucker more than I more than I do. <laughs> There's nothing wrong with that. Um, I think, you know what? There is something wrong with it's uh, take lock, right? Yeah. So if you has decided, I, I I still like Sean Tucker after watching all that because I think he'll be drafted high. I think he'll do good in the combine. I think the right team will draft him. I think start just paving a, a story that makes you right because you liked him earlier in Debbie or because you have him on a Debbie squad. All wrong reasons to like a player. So Absolutely. you know, Absolutely. I, I think it's I think it's very cool that that you can go in, you know, like you said, maybe a couple months you pick Sean Tucker to be on rookie fever because you were excited and he's your RB three, but yet just two months later in the off season, 
you're being real with your own self and saying, no, I'm, I'm still going to do what I do. I'm still going to go through my process. I'm still going to watch the tape, which again, you can do listeners <laughs> by, by becoming a member at dynastynerds.com, plug it in fever, saving that 15%. This is the time to do it though. Seriously. For sure. Um, so, all right. Where do you think he'll go? in rookie drafts and more importantly, where would you draft him in rookie drafts? That's two kind of separate questions. Yeah. Uh, assuming post draft and I'm going with the assumption that he's like a early fourth round pick. Yeah. I think so. So if that's the case, um, I think we're going to probably in super flex leagues, he's going to be right on the fringe of the second and third round. Uh, and, one QB leagues, you're going to probably be, you know, pick two, seven, two, yep. six, two, eight, you know, that kind of range, uh, probably for Sean Tucker. Yeah. You're going to have an, um, like an, there's, there's enough RBs in this class too, um, where you can kind of say, well, if I have two picks, for example, in the second round and one's like 204 and another one's like 209, I, I'm not reaching for Sean Tucker with my 204. I'm probably taking, uh hell i might even take a tight end uh there's two yeah, tight, there's end, there's two tight, tight ends, ends i love that i would take probably there but then i would hope that sean tucker or the like somewhere in that six to eight to nine rb range um i think i just want to kind of go more exciting more upside i think tucker could be a guy in the nfl but i think the upside's just not there for him mm-hmm. which you kind of you kind of alluded to with your your ceiling and floor so, all right. So we know where in rookie drafts you would take him. We know um, your reaction to um, him going to the Carolina Panthers. We know that you like him in Miami. Who doesn't? I think I would have to change my <laughs> tune, to be honest, if he went to yeah. Miami. What needs to change for him to move up NFL draft boards? I, I think he needs to show that he has some sort of physicality in his game. You know, you mentioned the pass pro, which is absolutely true. His pass pro wasn't good at all. Um, but, you know, and I think that's reflective of it. A guy that yeah. can't be physical, can't take on blocks, can't, you know, he, he's got the, he's got the weight to do it. Yeah, so that that's the frustrating part. When you see these smaller backs that are just so much more physical using everything they got. And, you know, at some point, and, and this is, not entirely fair to Sean Tucker, but part of that almost seems like, and I don't know that it truly is, but sometimes it almost seems like a, like a, a desire thing. Mm-hmm. Like I'm willing to put my body on the line. I'm going to, I'm going to run through you. I'm going to fight for that extra yard. I'm going to, you know, do these little things that need to happen to make the plays and, I I don't know what causes him to not do that. I I don't, it doesn't fully compute with me. Um, But that's, I think the big thing is they have to, we have to see some sort of physicality, some of that to to be like an old school football guy. We need to see some of that dog in him. Like we, we, we do. We just, I just don't see it. Yeah, I I still remember that that run in college where Damian Pierce loses his helmet. Yeah. I think as far back as the 20 yard line, and continues to break tackles without a helmet. I that's not Sean Tucker. No, do you know what I mean? I can't. Could you imagine seeing Sean Tucker do that? Like it doesn't. It doesn't feel like 
his heart's big enough. Now, I don't I don't know the kid. That's not fair for me to say. I don't know what the reason is. Uh, he might be thinking, hey, man, I got a long career. I'm going to just keep this body healthy. Staying on the field is pretty nice. You need to do that, sure. too. So um, I don't want to question the guy too much. Before we move on from Sean Tucker, though, is there anything else you wanted to highlight, mention, positive or negative, before we move on to the last two questions of the pod? Yeah, if if he is going to win, if he is going to win at the next level, it's because a team utilizes his his God-given abilities to get to the outside, get open, uh, screen game, like those types of things, that's where he's going to succeed. And so I think his best role is on a team that has somebody that's going to do a lot of the between between the tackles grinding, and they're going to utilize Sean Tucker in space because I think that's where his his best abilities are to make plays. For, unfortunately, space guys, more gadgety, like that kind of stuff, they're tough to trust in fantasy, uh, yeah. but I, I think for his NFL future, I think that's how a team could best utilize him as it currently stands. Guys always have a chance to improve, but as it currently stands, that's that's the best way to utilize him. I, I really couldn't agree more. Um, and I think I think we we were really honest about Sean Tucker for our listeners. We're going to move on to two questions just about the 2023 class in general here. Who who's your guy? This year, who's who's the guy where you just like, I want him. I, I, I might even draft him a little earlier than I have to. I need I need this guy on my squads. I mentioned that I'm not quite done with, <laughs> yes, with running back nerd scores. <laughs> this is true. So I, I don't want to say that he's for sure going to be in the spot. But I tweeted this out before the senior bowl as well uh, about Tajay Spears. I tweeted out that my account is officially a Tajay Spears fan account. Uh, I loved his tape. He is currently the RB three in the class on tape for me. Nice. Now we'll see what draft capital landing spot. We'll see what all that has, but just on pure tape and, and there's a couple guys close nipping at his heels, but he's currently the RB three in the class for me. The, the things that he can do. I don't know that I've seen someone as elusive as yeah. him since I've started doing the nerd score. I I'm really not sure that I have. And you know, when you talk about desire and effort, like that's what you see out of this kid. Like he's throwing his body around. His body ain't that big, but he is throwing it. And I'll give him some credit. He did weigh in at 204 at the senior bowl, uh, which was a pleasant surprise because I did not think he was going to come in that heavy. I thought he was going to be sub 200. So the fact that he came in uh, over 200 pounds and still blew away all the scouts, all the evaluators there was still just a good thing to see. Now, the hard part is I thought he was going to be like my undercover guy that I was going to be able to get later <laughs> than everybody else. And then the senior bowl happened and he got put like front and center on everyone's yeah, radars. Uh, so that's, that's unfortunate. Uh, but still RB three, I don't know that I've heard anyone have him quite that high. Maybe, maybe there yeah. are some that, that put him at three, but uh, the highest I had heard was, you know, maybe four or five, but I, I love the kid. I think he's fantastic. We'll see what happens and how NFL evaluators uh, end up deciding what to do with him. But I think the kid's awesome. As soon as you said senior bowl, I'm like, okay, he's talking about Spears. Yep. <laughs> yep. Um, did you did you look at any Charbonnet tape yet? I have looked at Charbonnet. He's okay. the one nipping at at Spears' yeah. uh, heels. I do yeah. like his tape. He the he he does benefit from having a really good offensive line. 
Uh, they opened up some massive holes for him. So that made it a little bit tough. Uh, but you talk about the size speed combination. He's, he's really got it. He looks good. Yeah. All right. So let's conversely go one guy. You just think everyone's going to overdraft. Well, I'm not going to pick Sean Tucker <laughs> since I just like totally lambasted the guy. You uh, didn't. You were just, we call it being honest. Yeah. I'm just being honest. <laughs> uh, <laughs> another one that I, I'm, I haven't done a, a full enough evaluation to say definitively, but Zach Evans is a bit of an enigma to me. Mm-hmm. Uh, he kind of reminds me of when I was watching Cam Akers, where there's moments where you see, ooh, oh, wow, that okay. But then there's a lot of time where you just you're watching and there's some bad habits there. Um there's some some lack of vision. There's just some things that are not red flags, but but yellow ones where you're like, ah, mm, I don't know. And so I think he's probably like the biggest boom bust guy in this class where you could tell me that he ended up being the second best running back in this class. And I wouldn't be that surprised. You could tell me that he's out of the league in three years and I wouldn't be that surprised. Like he just has a really, really wide range of outcomes and for me, it's all going to depend on like where he ends up, but yeah. I have a feeling I won't end up with him on many of my teams because if I'm drafting in the first round or early second round, I really don't want to miss. And late second round on, I'll take upside all day. And if I can get a guy like that in that range, I'll draft him all day. But if I'm if but if he's going in the end of the first, beginning of the second round, I really want to make sure those picks hit. So I wouldn't be taking him there. Yeah, he's one of those guys I feel a little in meh about as well. He's better on the inside than than Tucker, but he reminds me for the same things I don't love. It's like I feel like he can do more, and I'm just not seeing it. But then there's the flashes that you talked about. I, I'm going to let the NFL decide for me. If he gets mm-hmm. bad draft capital, I'm probably out. If he gets better than I think, I'm going to look at him again. Garrett, man, thank you so, so very much. This was a pleasure getting to do another one of these with you. Um, please tell everyone where they can find you, your content, anything else you have coming up or want to promote. Yeah, absolutely. You can find me on Twitter uh, at Dynasty Price. Uh, all of my content is is with Dynasty Nerds, whether it's the podcast, and we're going to be starting our prospect breakdowns, not next week, the week after nice. uh so so we're really excited to to dig into these guys and get to talk about them uh but yeah uh, ultimately we, we've mentioned it several times but the film room man just yeah. just get in the film room watch the tape this is the time to do it yep All right, I, I'm, I'm gonna put you on the spot okay? okay if i don't like the answer i'm just gonna cut it out but i've been <laughs> i've been teasing i've been teasing our listeners about gm 2.0 for like it feels like two years and it isn't it's a couple months but i know it's coming out soon can you tease our listeners just a little bit when is 2.0 coming out approximately okay so (laughs) rich has a really bad habit of taking this small thread of information that our developers will say in passing and take that as the gospel truth right um so if I'm being realistic. Yes, I want that one. Give or take around draft time. NFL draft time. Oh, that's fantastic. I'll take that. 
Yeah. I'll that, take that, that. That's that's roughly what we're probably realistically looking at. Uh, but like I said, anytime you do anything with developers, <laughs> it always takes longer than you think it's going to. So, you know, don't take that as, as gospel truth, but we're probably looking at, you know, sometime in May. Great things take effort. Here. It's true. I can be patient for great things. <laughs> so... Thanks again, Garrett, and thank you, our listeners. Swagzilla, Zero G, and I both thank you for continuing to make this podcast one of your must-listens. This is the Rookie Fever Podcast. Please do not forget to rate and review, and please do not forget to be awesome. In the morning, we're all through the night. Sun lights up the daytime, moon lights up the night. I light up when you call my name, and you know I'm gonna treat you right. Rookie fever. When you kiss me, fever when you hold me tight. That is something you all know. Fever isn't such a new thing. Fever started long ago now. Who got the one-on-one scouting? It's never done this to be full and run. I told you anyone. Size and speed just unreal. Landing spot not ideal. Wait, what's this break out? It's full rookie fever stage. Romeo loved Juliet. Juliet, she felt the same. When he pulled his arms around her, he said, Julie, baby, you're my flame. Wow, we get a fever. When we kiss it, fever with our flame and you. Fever, I'm a fire. Fever, yeah, I burn for soup. Cause I got the fever, now you got the fever, so she got the fever, and he got the fever, no cure for the fever, so let's beat the fever, thank God for the fever, thank God for the fever.